Hello, and welcome to this podcast from Consider This. Please let me know what you think and tell others about us on social media. This podcast was originally broadcast live on Northumberland 89.7 FM. You can hear this show live every Friday at noon. Thank you for downloading this program, and I hope you enjoy it. Hello, I'm Robert Washburn, and welcome to Consider This Northumberland, a current affairs program dedicated to the issues facing our community. We talk to the people on the front lines and those behind the scenes who make a difference in your life in Northumberland County. So I'm asking you, the listener, to take some time out of your busy day to consider this. If you are a person living anywhere in rural Northumberland County, there was good news for you last week. High-speed internet is coming. The little spinning beach ball is gone, and the downloads that seem to take an eternity, well, they're over. That's at least what politicians are promising. A $110 million project was announced by officials from all three levels of government. It will bring super-fast connectivity to the doors of 13,500 people in the county who are currently not being served or are underserved. Once all this gets built then others will be able to connect too. The project is a unique public-private partnership that could be a model for other rural municipalities across Canada. Dan Borowick, the Director of Economic Development for Northumberland County, will give all the details. I'm so pleased to have with me today Dan Borowick, the Director of Economic Development for Northumberland County. Welcome back to Consider This. Thank you very much. Pleasure to be here. If I'm an internet user, why was the announcement last week significant to me? Well, um, for a couple of reasons. Uh, One is that um, our our aim for the last uh, number of years has been to try and ensure that uh, everyone have equal access to uh, connectivity. And, And our look at connectivity has always been for those in particular who are Either underserved or unserved within 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 uh, Northumberland. So this uh, this announcement is significant for us because it's a uh, we believe we have a uh, an innovative way of ensuring that that activity will take place and that we will have a fully fully connected uh, county. Tell me about this innovative way. Well, um, you know one of, one of the challenges that we were we've been faced with uh, throughout the whole process of trying to do connectivity is that um, um, there always needs to be from, from the, the, the ISPs, the service internet service providers, a business case to, 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 to actually provide, provide the service. And, and, and and this is, it's certainly said without uh, criticism of any of those those uh, sort of name brand or, or organizations or ISPs but the, the the reality is their models are very very much based on serving an, an urban urban clientele or wherever there is a high concentration of individuals in order to make uh, make the necessary return they are they are they are looking for and so in a in a rural setting our, our challenge has always been how 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 to how to make how to how to make this work in, in such a way that um, uh, we can we can provide the necessary con- con- connectivity that that is is actually is, is actually necessary to to service everything from educational to healthcare to business needs um, 
uh, for 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 a rural a rural, a rural constituency. So, uh, what our our thought was that um, you know if we start to treat broadband more like a utility, and if and if we look at uh, hydro is probably one of the best examples. We 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 do have power to each and every household in Northumberland County. Um, there is an existing infrastructure and that if, if we start to think about that in terms of a utility, uh, how can we, how can we make use of that existing infrastructure to actually get, to, to get connectivity to, 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 to the, to the home? Um, we, we also realize that in, 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 in Trying to create that kind of model, uh, it would it would require uh, uh, both both federal and provincial cooperation, as well as finding a private sector partner who is willing to invest in in creating um, that 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 type of that type of utility. And one of the one of the models that we've sort of tried to to use as a as an illustrator of this, it's a lot like track and train. Um, what we've we decided. Uh, to do was try and create the necessary track uh, and put it in place so that ISPs could then utilize the track and become those train cars that connect people. So uh, that's 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 how we approached it. It's been a it's been a long journey. We've been at we've been at this since the the, the fall of uh, in uh, 20, 20, uh, 2018, 2019, I guess, uh, in in terms of trying to shape this and then go through the necessary steps that would be necessary to make it, make it, make it a reality. Uh, It's been a, it's been a a collaboration amongst a a number of departments within, within the county. Um, Certainly our, our, uh, our, uh, our director of IT, Tony Pollack, who has recently left for another, another role, uh, was instrumental in terms of actually moving forward with a digital strategy. From an economic development perspective, we looked at that digital strategy and thought, how can we operationalize it? Um, so between between IT, between uh, economic development, um, uh, we we certainly worked uh, to 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 bring this to reality. And if you like, I can sort of give you sort of a, that sort of what happened over time effect to how we got there. I'd, I'd like to come back to that in a second. I, I, I want to go back though to a, an earlier thing that you did and you alluded to this system as being a, a public utility. Yep. And um, I, I guess the question is, usually when I think of a public utility at something like the fire department or the police department, or uh, as, as you mentioned, hydro, these tend to be uh, public services that are paid for by taxpayer dollars. And yet, you've described this as a public-private partnership uh, with Northumberland County. So pri- private sector is often associated with making profits and um, also the possibility of creating a monopoly. So why, why isn't this being done as a utility and being paid for by taxpayers? And why did you choose the option you did? Um, we... We cho- we, uh, I guess the reason we chose the option we did was, and and I, and I, I guess ut- uh, it's a utility. Maybe I should uh, preface this by s- stating it. That we we use the term utility because sometimes that that's maybe the easiest way to try and frame the absolute need for connectivity. 
uh, hydro, water, gas, uh, connectivity, sort of all sort of, you know, um, fall, I think, fall into that same sort of category. Some view connectivity as the fourth utility. Um, and so um, one of the things we did was try and shape it under, under that sort of conceptual idea. What we did not want to create was a, a monolith of a utility that then becomes a, a, a public sector entity that, 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 that can't service the needs we require without it being enormously costly. So um, the way we thought this through was that if, if we can, if we can uh, get the necessary buy-in for the you know, broadband as a fourth utility concept, we can then maybe modify what the business model looks like to put it into a, 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 a framework where it's not always the burden of the local taxpayer who has to maintain this, but rather we can, we can provide the infrastructure necessary and the individual can decide whether they want to make use of these infrastructure or not. The other thing that I think made us successful in terms of trying to make this concept go forward was the fact that um, we had we were looking at two different sources of fun, funding. We were looking at the public sector funding that would come that was now available through both the federal and provincial governments, the uh, universal broadband fund through the federal government, the ICON funding available through the provincial government. And, and then our next challenge was to find a private sector partner who truly it was looking at, at, at utilizing the funds that they were able to access for more the in, in environmental, social, and governance type of model where they weren't seeking immediate uh, short-term uh, return on their investment, but rather making long-term investments in, in, in community. And in point of fact, uh, one of the steps in our process was to issue an RFP to try and find that type of private private sector partner who met those conditions for us. The other, the other, the other uh, factor in this structure is that we needed a we needed a, 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 a structure that would allow ISPs to be able to utilize the model and therefore make it open access. Um, in the initial stages of this, this, this structure, we are going to be dealing with, with only one ISP because we need to try and overcome some of the, the, the sort of business uh, marketing uh, uh, utilization of getting, getting customers to utilize this system. But over a set period of time, it will then move to a fully open access system. So if you're a small ISP, who does not have the money to invest in the capital infrastructure that's, that's available, you simply lease the space. So back to that sort of track and train type of arrangement, the track's in place. You can put a car on that track and it can vary as to what, what services you may wish to offer. We just thought that that would create a more competitive marketplace for, for ISPs to compete in a, in a, in a, rural, in a, rural, in a rural framework. So it's a... It's we, complex, but it, 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 it's all coming together. Explain to the listener then how this deal works. So what part does the county do and what part does the private sector do? All right. Um, well, from, from, the, from the county perspective, uh, what the county has done is they are the 
the lead applicant and the recipient of uh, federal and provincial funds totaling $45 million. So you guys get the cash, $45 million, and then you disperse that out. Well, we, we do. Um, that's, uh, that's, that's the North, Northumberland end of, 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 of that process. Um, we were successful in obtaining the, the $45 million because we had to bring to the table a private sector partner that would then invest um, an additional $65 million in order to actually service the number of households in Northumberland that need to be serviced to, to meet the objective of this particular funding project. There are approximately 39,000 households in Northumberland. Um, 13,500 of those households are either unserved or underserved in terms of connectivity. So, so wait a minute, we're spending $110 million to service how many people? 13,500 households. Now that's a lot of households. <laughs> yeah. It is. And that's a lot of money. Well, it, 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 it is a lot of money. Yes. Uh, uh, and so, um, in, in, in doing so, you can, you can, as, as, as some of this information, as I provide you with some of this information, you can, you can understand that this, uh, is, is for a hundred, hundred ten million dollars, uh, it's a complex and, and, uh, and detailed uh, structure to, to move, move forward with. But in the end, if, I was a, if I'm listening to this and I live out in a rural area and I'm maybe underserved or I'm not being served, what can I expect? Is it going to be an antenna? Is it going to be a dish? Is it, what, what, what am I going to see when, when it's all put in place? Fiber to the home. Actual fiber to the home. Minimum one meg. Now, for, for people who don't know what that means, what, what, how, how fast would that be in, in, uh, if I was a gamer or if I was uh, like my Netflix, what would that mean to me? It means you could do all of that without having the little circle come up on your screen going round and round and round and round. Um, um, so it, 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 is, it is significant uh, capacity. So, so we're talking about one gig a second. So if, if I was a gamer... I, I think 50 megabytes per second is like one or two gamers. I think if you have one gig, you could have like five plus people, heavy multiple player games could be going at the same time. That's how fast it is. And, and I guess what it means for the, for the, for the homeowner uh, or, or the household is it means you can in, enjoy your entertainment. You can game, you can access uh, uh government services you you can conduct your business from home uh, uh, without interruption and and as i said not to diminish any of the other alternatives which are satellite or or antenna um the, the, the fiber to the fiber to the home uh is um uh pretty much interruption free i mean now i know with service providers sometimes there's a tiered system you know, you get so many, uh, so much speed at, at the low end of the scale, and then you have to pay more and more and more if you want the higher speeds. So can you tell us, is it going to be a tiered system like this, or will everyone get access to the high speed at an affordable price? Um, the uh, ultimate aim of this is everyone obtaining uh, access at an affordable price. 
So do we have any ideas of numbers at this point? I know it's early in the game, but can we suggest anything? Well, I guess what I can suggest is it's price competitive. And and one of the reasons I can't give you more detail is because there are still negotiations going on. We, we, we're not at liberty to, 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 to speak to that yet. But one of the conditions, like many of the conditions that we've placed in terms of actually trying to move the entire project forward is that it needs to be price competitive. Okay, so nobody's going to be left behind kind of a thing. No, that's the intent. And oh. you're, yeah, so um, it's, it's, uh, it's how, we're, how, how we structured it. Well, let's take it back now because you alluded to this earlier and, and maybe it would be helpful to the listeners to understand just what the historic arc of all of this has been because uh, I know broadband has been on the table for the county for a very, very long time and there's been different initiatives and different things tried out. Can you just walk us through, not in a lot of detail, but just give us a sense of the arc of you know where we started and how we got to where we are today? Um, I guess we... Uh... We uh, started uh, with, a, with a. We started with a, attending the, uh, what was billed as uh, Canada's first uh, rural broadband conference, uh, actually held in North North Bay, in uh, in uh, the fall of the fall of 2020, 2020, 2019. Um, uh, during that time, uh, uh, we. We had the opportunity to, to, to meet with both federal and provincial representatives, and and some other uh, um, entities that were starting to get heavily involved in the in the the marketplace. From the from in particular from the federal uh, representatives, uh, they they were they were pretty clear to us that that if, if you want to initiate something significant, you'll 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 need to know to <laughs> the first thing you'll need to know is. What do you actually have to then tell us what you actually need? Uh, which seems fa- fairly fairly straightforward, uh, but uh, in, in, and and so from that, what we what we did was we we uh, we put out an, an RFP to a to a to find a company who could actually do a, a, an asset assessment of what actually existed in Northumberland in terms of connectivity, and so. Um, that 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 took a little while to do because they went through municipality each municipality individually, drove the county, uh, tried to determine who had what where, and I, I, I should tell you one one of the things that that, that normally exists within the, the connectivity marketplace is often is oftentimes some of the major suppliers of of, of, of broadband are not really forthcoming as to where they may have laid cable or where they might have put. Uh, the term used is dark fiber. Dark fiber is uh, it's, it's there, but nobody knows. Well, they know, and uh, uh, it, 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 it's. Uh, I mean, it's a good strategy because I mean, it makes a lot of sense to put to put fiber in as construction is taking place, or you see future opportunities uh, that someday you may require it. Um, uh, certainly, what would have made the process simpler is, is if if some of that information was more forthcoming, so it took us a while to 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 acquire that. Once we acquired that, we then looked at having uh, what what 
we, we then knew what we needed in terms of, 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 of how many households were either unserviced or underserved or unserviced. And our initial projection was around 14,000 households that fell into that category. Our actual funding in terms of once the, the, that negotiation was complete and reviewed by, 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 the, by the, the, the various ministries and their engineering groups was 13,500. So we were off by about 500, but it's a bit of a moving target too. I mean, you start in, you start in, uh, we started all this in, in, uh, in uh, 20, 2020 and uh, we, we managed to achieve this during, 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 during COVID plus, um, you know, uh, trying to secure that number while other other organizations and other ISPs are laying fiber or, or making build outs or receiving provincial or federal money makes it a bit like it's a bit set it, it's set in jello a bit <laughs> you know the slightest variation in temperature is going to change the shape of this in the end because uh, there is some real consistency in what is unserved or underserved we we managed to de- determine what that was uh, once we knew what we needed we then could uh, Go forward with a uh, an, 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 uh, a business a business case that suggested, you know, this is what it would cost in order to service these households, and looked at the various uh, types of technology that could be available to do that. We we made a decision that, that, that in the end, the, the the even though maybe slightly more costly, the fiber fiber to the home would be the most reliable long term investment that we could ask for in order to 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 provide provide the service so um you know by by uh yeah by by mid 2020 uh and, and then late 2020 we we were in a place where we had uh, uh could have the have the information we required to to move on applications to both the federal and provincial governments and we'd also put out an rfp uh, a bit earlier for a private sector partner who would be interested in partnering with us to move forward with that. Um, uh, applications were, 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 were uh, com- com- completed by, 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 the, by late 2020, early 2021. Uh, uh, by uh, July of 2021, we had received notice that we had been conditionally approved for our applications. And then uh, since that period of time, we've been working on finalizing the details uh, for both the, the, the public sector funding and also negotiations throughout with our private, private sector partner. So it's been, it's been, um, you know, we, we've, we, we knew conditionally that we had been approved on in the end of July in the, uh, 2021 but we were under a communications embargo to not talk about it in any type of public forum until the conditional approval had been you know uh, 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 worked through for the for final numbers so you know it's it's been it's been uh, a, a long process <laughs> quite the journey quite the journey yeah. I, i'm curious Though now that this is all going to happen, do we do we know any of the names of the players uh, at all? Can, are you able to tell us who is the private sector uh, um, partner? 
Sure. Um, uh, you know, in, 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 there was a uh, last last on Friday the 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 the, the twenty the twenty ninth there was a uh, 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 an event at Codrington. Uh, 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 Information relate, related to the related to the project was was released at at, 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 at that time. Our our our, our private sector uh, partner is a is an organization called uh, Dig, which is a it's short for the Digital Infrastructure Group, and they are a collection of 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 of, um, of, of spe specific. Uh, um, expertise that brings together uh, both equipment suppliers, uh, uh, construction, uh, ISP, all under one umbrella. So, would we recognize like Rogers, Telus, uh, Bell, or any of those uh, players in the background? Uh, not, no. So this this group is unique unto itself. They 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 are unique unto itself. Uh, Primarily because I think, um, with, with respect to the, the, the major the major players in the in the industry, um, their strategy is, is is tends to be fairly fairly specific. They they go into areas where there is business opportunity and, and far more immediate re return in terms of in, in infrastructure investment. Um, we had to we had to work it in a in a different type of model because this is really a long term investment. For for an investment group that sees return over time as opposed to immediate. So this dig group are we their only project, or do they have other projects elsewhere that they're doing? Uh, they're they're involved in, in other projects in in Western Canada. Is this unique? This project is it unique? Uh, I mean, are we a model for the rest of Ontario? We might very well be. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure uh, we're we're being as as it as it unfolds. I'm sure it will be. Uh, Close, closely watched. All right. If I was a, a internet service provider right now, now we've mentioned a couple of the big names. I don't know how they would respond, but there are smaller internet service providers uh, locally, people who have already gone in and tried to provide services um, to uh, rural users. What's going to happen to them? I would, uh, I would suggest once, once where, uh, uh, you know, the, the current deadline for having the work completed is is um, this, this, this end of December twenty twenty four for all of all of this. Um, 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 we we would probably at at, at at that time, depending upon how the, 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 the some of the final negotiations go, we would be in we would probably be close to being an open access network at that time, which means then as any any smaller provider could could look to lease space on the on the on the, the network that's been built and at at that point then people will be able to sign up for accounts and yeah and I, and as as you know we were we anticipate that we'll start uh, uh, actual phys physical construction uh, prior pri prior to the end of this this year um, and and in and in doing so um, uh, um, the rollout for this project goes east to west, so it will it will, it will begin in, in in the east end of the county and move west towards uh, uh, Port 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 Hope. As as that begins, um, the, the 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 
the, the DIG group and its associated services will 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 begin selling uh, the opportunity for users to to get on as quickly as possible as it's being built. Uh, so uh, okay, so, it's not, so if it's it, not, as it goes along, people will be able to sign up. It won't be like we'll all have to wait till December. No, of, that, that's uh, right. No, they, they, it's uh, it's uh, uh, build and sign basically. So what about um, new developments uh, coming online now? Will uh, there's lots of construction going on across the county. New homes are being built all the time. Is this going to be an easy way to, is it going to be like other things? I'll just phone somebody and they'll bring out my electricity. They'll bring out my gas line and, and somebody will come out and hook me up to this, uh, to this and the same for the subdivisions. Uh, like it'll be available to all of, all of those as well. Won't... Yeah. The, the, the focus, the focus for, how the money from the federal and provincial governments is, is being allocated is specifically to those areas that are unserved or underserved. So, um, one of the one of the conditions of these agreements is that we would not overbuild existing infrastructure. That, so, um, so that they're, so that you know, from a from really from a taxpayer perspective, why are we doubling up? You know, if, if Bell's already put it there, why are we subsidizing more build over that? And that really, uh, Rob, is what, what took some time to get consensus on uh, the the mapping and what exists uh, to, to try and ensure that we were not doing that. Um, uh, so, um, but, and, but I mean, if there was new construction going on, uh, once this infrastructure's in, uh, they'll be able to tap into it, will they? And, and, yeah, and I, provide I, it for the rest of for I, their I, homes? I, or how is that going to work? Well, um, yeah. You know, so, yeah, certainly what's being put in place is accessible. And so um, um, our role in this is to, to validate that we use the money for what it was supposed to be used for. Our, our, uh, you know, our private sector partner can extend beyond that, but we have to validate that we, we, we've done what our, our bottom line is. 13,500 or 13,448 households have been, have been the ability to get served. Uh, it, it's phenomenal. When you, you do the math, I mean, it's around $8,200, $8,200 for yeah. each home that you're, you're going to be investing yeah. to, to do that. Yeah. Is there any parallel in the past that, that this is like that, you know, in terms of providing infrastructure in a rural area is a little more difficult. Pro, 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 probably not, not the way that this, this one has been, this one has been put together. No, no I think we, I think we're probably a, a first. And uh, as I said, I'm, I'm, you know, if, if, if it works as it should, it should provide a model for other areas to take a, to, to actually go forward with. Okay. So if I'm listening to this, what's my takeaway? Um, well, that, that if you are currently unserved or underserved, it's common. And I think we've figured it out. So, uh, so, so where do we go from here then? What's, what's next steps? Um, um, we're, we're in the midst of, uh, you know, uh, fin fi finalizing uh, negotiations with our, 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 our private sector entity. Um, uh, 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 because we're running it, you know, to try and finalize those negotiations, uh, activities have been running in parallel. I mean, uh, Fed, Prov, private sector, one has to 
one, you know, it's, it's, it's a bit of a Rubik's cube. One moves, it has impact on everything else. And so, um, uh, we're, we're just in the, the final, final stages of that, but we're, 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 we're real close. Uh, uh, I, uh, one of the other, you know, other activities that are going on are, uh, municipal access agreements need to be, need to be signed. Uh, um, there, there's a sort of a, a list of sort of, uh, the, uh, the, the, the necessary paper that needs to be put in place to move this all along. And we're trying to move that along as quickly as possible. Uh, and and uh, once that's completed, as I said, we're, we're looking at, at uh, you know, construction to begin later, later this year. I mean, considering that there's a provincial election and a municipal election coming up, this is a, a lot of good news for them, eh? It is, it is. It's, it, it, and, and, you know, uh, 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 None of this, um, it, everyone had a role in this and everyone was supportive. And that, that's, that's important to recognize that, you know, council has been, uh, uh, county council has been hugely supportive of, of, of this, this initiative, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, provincially and federally, we have been supported. Um, uh, uh, you know, I mean, the, the, the federal contribution is, is 25 million. The provincial contribution is 20 million. It's rolled up together to the, to make the 40, 45 million. Um, yeah. Um, there's, there's been, um, there's been an awful lot of, uh, trust in that this could, this could actually happen. And, uh, uh, uh it's, it's, it's certainly been, it's greatly appreciated from, 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 from our end. Uh, yeah, it's been a, it's, it's, um, you know, I, I was involved when the first Eastern Ontario Development Program funding was put put together uh, almost almost twenty years ago. I, I, I uh, that, that program sort of came off off out of out of off, off my desk, and I remember we, we received the first uh, the first money, which was ten million dollars, which at the time in two thousand and four was you know uh, an unheard of amount, and uh, amongst all this uh, ce ce celebration in the great railway room in Ottawa on the hill um, somebody turned to me and said uh, so I guess the real work begins now and it, it's true because you know the money's only the money in some ways is, 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 is significant but the real work uh, now begins in ensuring that the money is used in such a way that it meets the obligations of what the money was meant to do so that's that's our next step Dan Borwick thank you so much for talking to me today it's been a pleasure. We'll update you more along the way. <laughs> Great. That was Dan Borwick, Director of Economic Development for Northumberland County, talking about high-speed internet for rural residents. I want to thank my guests this week for talking to me, and I want to thank all the listeners for tuning in today. Please join me again next week when we will talk to the people on the front lines and those behind the scenes who make a difference in your life and Northumberland County. So please tune in. If you would like to listen or share this or any podcast, please check out my website at consider-this.ca. There you will find past podcasts, news, and other information about life and politics in Northumberland County. Or you can go to the radio station's website at northumberland897.ca. I'm Robert Washburn. Thanks for taking time out of your day to listen in, and I hope over the week you will continue to consider this. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Consider This. If you have any comments, 
or would like to suggest a story, please contact me at considerthisnorthumberland at gmail.com or you can message me on Facebook at Consider This. If you enjoyed this podcast or are looking for more news and information about Northumberland County, please check out my website at consider-this.ca. That's consider-this.ca. And don't forget to share. And again, thank you for listening and stay tuned for more from Consider This.